Ah, Pemaquid. It's a pretty spot here in this Bristol, Maine peninsula. Yeah, it is. The Pemaquid Lighthouse is just down the way to our south. There's boats coming along, coming from Pemaquid Harbor right near us. And Pemaquid Beach is just a short walk to our south. This place is quintessential Maine. For sure. We should grab a lobster roll while we're here. Ooh, I'm always down for a good lobster roll. Mm. So do you go cold with mayo, like a lobster salad? Oh, no, 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 no. It's all about lukewarm with butter on a hot dog bun. A purist. Yes. I respect that, for sure. Uh, Though I appreciate both, I do agree that warm with butter, a little bit of paprika. Mm. But anyway, we're not in Bristol, Maine, just looking for lobster. I figured. We've come by the water searching for a ship with a crew of pirates who, according to one local woman once lurked by these waters and shore. Pirates. I love it. I love it too. But these weren't just any pirates, Ray. According to this local, this was a phantom ship with a ghostly crew. Hello, I'm Jeff Belanger. And I'm Ray Osher. Welcome to episode 324 of the New England Legends podcast. Thanks for joining us on our mission to chronicle every legend in New England one story at a time. We're always searching for ghosts, monsters, aliens, roadside oddities, true crime, and all the other weirdness that makes New England like no other place. And we get most of our story leads from you. So please reach out to us anytime through our website where you can find dates for my ongoing story tour, plus dates to see Ray's band, The Pub Kings, and a link to buy my brand new book, The Fright Before Christmas. It's available in hardcover, as an ebook, and an audiobook wherever books are sold. Make it a spooky and weird addition to your holiday season. We'll go searching for the ghostly ship of Pemaquid right after this word from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. What's the first thing that you'd do if, say, you had an extra hour in your day? Would you go for a run? Maybe take a nap? Read a book? Or just show up for a friend? A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. And the question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. If you're like me, you think, I can get through a lot. And we can. We're a resilient species. However... There are times that we need to reach out that hand and get a little help from somewhere else. That's what I did with BetterHelp. When I reached that limit and I realized things were getting a little bit out of control, instead of taking it out on my family or taking it out on myself, I just decided to reach out and get the help that I deserve. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy, my darklings. Get BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com P60. Do that today. You're going to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash P60. It's time to take control of your life. Dave's here rooting you on. And if I can do this, you can do this. Let's do this together. Betterhelp.com slash P60. There's a link for it on today's program guide. Okay, Jeff, we've searched for ghost ships before. That's true. We have. There's the ghost ship of New Haven, Connecticut. Right. And there was the ghost ship Dash in Casco Bay, also in Maine. That's right. But none of those ships were pirate vessels. Now, as we've learned on past adventures, New England has more than its share of pirates and scallywags. So true. So pirates lurked anywhere there were ports and cargo. 
The golden age of pirates was considered to be from about 1650 until 1720. And there were pirates before and after that, of course, but governments got pretty tough on the practice. See, governments don't take kindly when you cost them money. No, no, they take that very personally. True. But this ghostly encounter with a ship and crew dates back to 1888. Which is well after the golden age of pirates. Right. But this spectral crew may have been searching for something on shore from centuries earlier. Then let's head back to 1888 and search for ghosts. It's late July of 1888 here by the shores of Pemaquid, Maine. And locals, well, the locals are a little rattled. There's talk of ghosts. Last night, an old woman who lived in town her whole life had a sighting she'll never forget. She told a neighbor who told another, and now everyone is buzzing about it. It's enough to draw in a reporter who wants to cover the story. Let's follow him down to the old woman's house. Uh, Hi, may we come in? The old woman is hunched over. She's got glasses on, but you can tell by the way she moves, she's not frail. So, could you tell us what you saw last night? In a dense fog, I distinctly saw an old witch with a broomstick sweep past my door. The witch had bottle green eyes, which she rolled strangely about in their sunken sockets, while with diabolical obstinance she repeated these words. Old lady, old lady, the ghosts of the slain on the ancient city of Pemaquid come hither tonight. Give them some old ale and a hearty supper. (laughs) What was that? Yeah, I heard it too. So the old woman said, after the witch shrieked, she disappeared in the fog and faded away in the direction of the 17th century graveyard that straggles over the distant lawn. I hardly knew what to make of the occurrence. At first, I thought it might be some of the neighbors playing a joke on an old lady, and I tried to drive the ghost from my mind. But when night came, somehow I couldn't sleep. I sang penny rail tunes, said my prayers, and sang again, but couldn't sleep. All of a sudden, just after the clock struck midnight, I heard the most unearthly screams out of doors. I hid my head in my clothes, but the noises kept growing nearer until it seemed someone was in the room, and I shivered and shook awfully. Pretty soon all was quiet again, and I ventured to uncover my head and look about me. A faint star shone through the window, And on looking out, I saw the harbor, the lights, and nothing more. Mustering up courage, I said to myself, "'Twas nothing but cats. But that's when my eye caught a glimpse of a sight I can never forget. I see it now just as plain as I see you. Right down in the harbor, I saw a ship all covered with light and a great red horse standing by the mainmast. She seemed to be full of people, some of whom were coming down her sides and going ashore in a dory. I could hear them talk as the window was raised. 
They used a language I'd never heard before and seemed to obey a whiskered man who wore a gold-decorated coat and cockade. This woman seems visibly shaken by what she saw. Please, ma'am, go on. The light around the ship was so bright that I could see everything that was going on. What to do, I knew not. I called to John, but he was dead asleep and snoring in another chamber. John is her old husband. I didn't dare to make any more noise, and so I stood stock still and watched. The phantom crew moved noiselessly on shore and floated with bright torches past the old centaur on the hill, up the lane and over the field. I went to a back window. They went on and on until they reached the old cellars of ancient Pemaquid. Then they rattled shovels and dug and dug and dug. It was almost dawn when suddenly they rattled their tools into a phantom cart. I thought I heard the chink of doubloons. They moved noiselessly back to their ship, and before the stars had gone out, the ship vanished like a mist, and I saw them no more. Could you have been dreaming? Not a bit of it. I was as wide awake as I am now, and what I tell you about I saw just as clear as I see yonder lighthouse at this very moment. Wow. Thank you for sharing your experience with us. Jeff, I, b- I believe her. I do too. She saw something. Hey, should we take a walk over to the cemetery to see if anything's dug up? It's worth a look. There's graves here that date all the way back to the 1620s and 30s when the earliest settlers arrived. There aren't many markers that are readable, but you can see the field stones. Nothing looks amiss, though. I mean, I don't see any freshly dug holes or anything. No, I don't either. Could it be the ghostly crew dug up a ghostly treasure? I guess it could (laughs) be. I guess it'll have to remain a mystery. And that brings us back to today. Everything we know about this story comes from the August 4th, 1888 Lewiston Sun Journal from Lewiston, Maine. The article's pretty straightforward. It's mostly a quote from the unnamed old woman who shares her tale. I like the coverage. What do you mean? Well, the article doesn't scoff or editorialize. First line reads, At Old Pemaquid, a most pertinacious ghost appeared last week. A reporter interviewed a much-spectacled old lady residing near ancient Pemaquid. Pertinacious? I mean, that's a big word. I had to look it up. So it means holding firmly to an opinion or a course of action. Right. Just an intro, and then the old woman's story. Right, right. Imagine the papers run this story, and maybe others come forward saying they witnessed something similar. Exactly. Now, when it's reported as news, you might speak up. If the writer had torn the witness apart or made a joke of it, then people who did see something may have kept their mouth shut. Mm. Having worked in paranormal television for the last 15 years and observing how paranormal television shows have really helped bring this subject into the mainstream, I wonder where it would be if there were more articles like this one throughout history. Even though we can't prove this woman saw something, sometimes the discussion is the most important part. Amen. And that brings us to After the Legend, where we take a longer look at this week's story and sometimes steer off course. 
After the Legend is brought to you by our Patreon patrons. If you enjoy listening to two shows coming from us each week, then please thank one of our Patreon patrons. They help us with our production and hosting costs, our marketing costs, travel, and everything else it takes to do what we do. We'd love to have you join us over there. It's only three bucks per month, and you'll get early ad-free access to our episodes, plus bonus episodes and content that no one else gets to hear. Just head over to patreon.com slash newenglandlegends to sign up. So I love the way the media has, has covered the paranormal. It really hasn't changed much over time, if you think about it. Mm. The article was 135 years ago, right? And it was objective. And I've seen other articles from the same time period that it pokes fun or makes it silly or, or whatever. You would think they would believe more years ago, I would think. Because that's your modern, like, egocentric brain saying they were dumber then. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, our, the intelligence of a human has not evolved all that much in 135 years. But they did. They haven't seen what we saw. They don't have the technology. We see a lot of um, fake outs. We see a lot of, sure. look what just happened. Well, it didn't yeah. really happen. Like the aliens that we just saw from New Mexico. Right. Or Mexico. Where'd they come from? Was it New Mexico? I think it was Mexico. The little tiny ones. Right. They, they weren't real. You know, but they, they were trying to be passed off yeah, as, yeah. as real. And I think we become jaded, so we don't. We tend not to believe things. Back then, it'd be like we don't know anything about this, uh, this world or, or the sky above. Although this is a little later on in life, yeah. um, I don't know. I, I figured they would. They're very spiritual, for one thing. Most people were. Maybe they were more spiritual, but also like you know, the, the, this is an educated time. This isn't the dark ages, but yeah. uh, but at the same time, yeah, you're right. I mean, it, it's easy to look back and say, well, they don't know what we know now, right? Um, but there were skeptics back then too, and there were people that thought this was silly and there's no such thing, and there were people that believed. And mm-hmm. um, but I love I love this article found it in the newspaper archives. The also the the ancient Pemaquid Cemetery is still there. Um, it's right at the end of Colonial Pemaquid Drive. There's some ruins of some historic sites, and then there's the Colonial Pemaquid State Historic Site and Museum. Yeah, it seems like a very just historic area in general. Uh, oh, totally. Yeah, and and um, it's a really cool peninsula, like this this little area here. So if you're in Bristol, Maine, it's worth going to to poke around a little bit. And this story would have taken place sort of close to that graveyard. It's the oldest one in Bristol. Um, mm. There's a couple others, but this is the oldest. So uh, you, you're probably within, if you're standing in that, that cemetery, you're within a couple hundred yards, I imagine, of where this took place. Yeah. I don't imagine the house is still there that the old woman lived in, but right. um, but the rest of it, that's, that's the spot. That's ground zero. And I was thinking about this. Um, I was on Boston Public Radio Halloween day. Mm-hmm. And one of the articles they brought up they wanted me to talk about was uh, some article from Texas where a woman alleges she had sex with a ghost. Okay. It's totally silly. Sure. And, and, and We've seen that in movies. Right, we did. We saw it in Ghostbusters. We did. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, such a creepy scene for a 12-year-old. It really is. <laughs> uh, but but it's, it's one of those things where he's like, do you believe that happened? And I said, you know, that's sort of beyond my my ability to believe like that's beyond my skepticism. Uh, I don't, I don't necessarily think so. Maybe she believes she did. I don't know. Mm. But at the same time, you know, sometimes the media puts these things out to literally try to debunk all paranormal claims. Mm. See, this can't be real. So none of it could be real. Right. Right. And you're like you, but it's almost like when, you know, you watch um, any sort of political show and I don't care which side you lean left or right. What they do is they go to a rally and they find the dumbest people at the rally, and and they they quote them yeah. as saying something so stupid. Right, and he goes, "See, this is how they all are." Yeah, and no, you 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 probably grabbed like twenty or thirty interviews, and you found like two or three that are just idiots. Oh, absolutely. And then and then those are the ones that are going to make it to the the highlight reel. Yeah, 
And so you, you makes it look like everybody in the crowd is as dumb as a bag of hammers. Right. And I'm like, nope, you just found the dumbest one. Because most of us don't fact check. We don't we don't look into anything. We take the no, word of right. the one person that they interview. Right. The one political head. Yeah. You know, we uh, well, this is what they're doing on the other side. Oh my god, can you believe that they're doing that on the other side? Right. Instead of going on the computer, it's the equivalent of your kid asking you like how to spell something. Look it up yeah, in the right. dictionary. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a, that's an old reference, but you know what I mean. My dad's gotten better. My dad used to forward some of the craziest stuff, some of the conspiracy <laughs> things, and I was like, "Dad, you you can't forward this before you look it up." Right? Like, you have to. <laughs> Who be else right. are you sending this to, Dad? Like you're now a journalist, right? <laughs> like you're literally forwarding information, yeah, and you're you're not checking it at all, right? You know, so he's he's gotten pretty good with Snopes. Okay, so he goes to Snopes.com. Highly recommended, by yeah. the way. It, whatever, if it sounds insane, Snopes <laughs> probably has some data on it, yeah. right? So you go to, I'm like, Dad, go to Snopes, look it up before you forward anything. Like, let it die with you. You, <laughs> you know? know who else is good? John Oliver. Have you watched him yeah, on HBO? Sure, yeah. Because he'll take something crazy from the news and he'll break it apart yeah. and say, this is why it's not true. Why are you believing this? Right. I mean, it's only a 45-minute show each week. Um, but he's really good at doing that. Yeah, yeah. And he'll give you sources and he'll give you references and it's all funny at the same time. But he'll he'll make you think different about something. And sometimes people forward stuff saying, well, I didn't want to risk that maybe it, it, it wasn't true. Like, I'd, I'd rather send it and be wrong yeah. than, than not send this important information about, like, this cobble of, like, satanic baby <laughs> eaters that live below, you know, right. an, an old Denny's. And you go, what? Or all these political people that are lizard people, really, and they're eating babies. That one I believe, actually. That one. <laughs> well, that has merit, doesn't it? The, yeah, the, I can see. The more I yeah. watch the news, I'm like, maybe they are. Like, you know, because oh. I don't think they're human. <laughs> like, oh, well, well, that, I agree yeah, with you. I mean, yeah. I mean, all of them. Like, you know, find me one in, in all of Washington. I'm what if they're aliens? It would make oh, so much sense. Right, wouldn't it? I'd be like, I'd feel better, actually. They're, be they're like, oh. They came down to turn us against each other. Right. As political figures. Yeah. And they'll take over once they'll all merge into one party once we're gone. All this amazing technology and lasers and they're going to make us kill each other. Yeah, why not? Can't you just zap us and be done with it? <laughs> they're taking bets. You know, I guess, right. It's a game. This is Yeah, this is entertainment, I guess, for like other galaxies don't have cable. There was two aliens up there and they, they chose just like a kickball game when you're 10 yeah. years old. I'll take Zrakmosh there and I'll get Skunksia. <laughs> and they just went back and forth and one was right, one was left. Now let's play. This would make sense. This would actually make it it's all... a movie, actually. This would all make perfect sense. Again, don't steal this. I'm, I'm, I'm opening up way too much to you people. <laughs> it was, it was uh, uh, Attack from Mars, right? Wasn't that the... Uh, Mars Attacks. It wasn't the, that far off. Well, we come in something peace. with the president, right? We come in peace. Yeah, oh, yeah. And then, they, and then they shot everybody. <laughs> oh, great movie. Great movie. But uh, but anyway, we're veering off course. We said we would. We did. Well, we do. We Why does it surprise you every time we do it? Uh, it doesn't. Um, we went from a, a great little old ghost story about yeah. pirates looking for pirate ghost treasure and ended up with aliens in Washington. How was your Halloween? We it, can stay on topic yeah. then. I, well, it was great. Yeah. It was, um, you got a lot of kids? Probably 40 or 50. How about you? 20? Yeah. Not many. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad we bought one bag of candy. And then next year, knowing how little, few we get, I'll probably go with the king size bars. I, I, I've done large candy bars for many, many years. And, um, you know, I, I, I love Halloween. I definitely toned it down this year. I didn't put out as much stuff. Yep. Partially because, you know, my daughter's 16 now. Yeah. And, and I'll admit, I was a little bit sad. Like I was carving Tuesdays the pumpkins were alone. tough. Because well, it was a Tuesday night. Tuesday, yeah. During the week is tough. That it makes it a tougher day, no yeah. question. Middle of the week is more difficult. But um, I carved the pumpkin myself because no one wanted to help. Now, it's funny you say that. We had we have a pumpkin party 
every year, pumpkin carving yeah. party uh, with about 12 people. And this year, it just wasn't the same because all the kids are getting older. Nobody really cared. Yeah, like, just can, like, we, oh. can you be done with this? Can you just put a couple <laughs> triangles in there? And, you know, and yeah, I know it. And so I had some sad moments. Yeah. And because I used to go nuts with the house with strobe lights and fog machines, and I had some of that stuff out. You still can. She just has to be out of the house. Well, Once she leaves, you'll go right back to it. Maybe because like she was, she was just like, eh. And yeah, you can like, feel her Aw. judging eyes. Yeah. On you I'm like, all day. What's dad doing? Dad's right. dad's embarrassing me. Part of this was for you. You know? <laughs> You're just like, oh yeah. baby's growing up. Tough stuff. But but I, I do love Halloween, even though it's such a hectic time for me. It was um it's just such a nice day to, yeah. to sort of and I try to think of it as like the, the the Celtic New Year, the harvest. You know, we're taking in the harvest. This is a time to celebrate and mm. get ready for the coming winter. Speaking of the coming winter, mm-hmm. why don't you uh, say a few words about your book? Oh, right. This is the sundown that is coming to the winter solstice. <laughs> and my new book, The Fright Before Christmas. Very excited. Hearing a lot of good feedback so far. Um, well, first of all, I haven't read it. I know. But it's a beautiful book. It, that, yeah, thank I you. like just having it on the, on the, on the counter. Right. It's just hardcover, yeah. full color, beautiful with built-in bookmark. Um, oh, we got embossed. Yeah, embossed cover. Yeah, it is. It's all that, and and the audiobook uh, I narrated. I, I got of course to, you would. Why wouldn't you? Well, because they do pay other people to do that. But I um yeah, I got to go. Couldn't there. get Morgan Freeman. He wasn't available. He was busy doing other things, which is too bad. Dave Schrader's new book. <laughs> I would. Yeah, I wonder what that would cost. I can't even. Oh, a lot. It would. I, I probably can't imagine numbers that large. Yeah, if Remember, only you knew somebody that worked in radio that had only, a voice. I know. Do you know anybody? Maybe the next book. Next one. <laughs> I wanted to do it. Of course, it I meant, get it. Yeah, no, I, was, I wanted to do that one. And um, no, it, it meant a lot. So I'm very excited so far. The feedback's been great, and, and I'm grateful for, for all that. So um, by the way, we're going to put a in a future episode, I just don't know which one yet, uh, we are going to put an excerpt from oh, the nice. audiobook. We'll tack it on at the end. So look for that. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts. It's free, and we don't want you to miss a thing. We also appreciate it when you post a review for us and when you tell a friend or two about our show. Also, reach out to us anytime through our website to tell us about the stories you think we should check out. We can't do this thing without you. So, thanks for being with us. We'd like to thank Lisa Strakowski for lending her voice acting talents this week. Thank you to our sponsor and our Patreon patrons. And our theme music is by John Judd. Until next time, remember, the bizarre is closer than you think.